If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Screen Heroes podcast, your film and TV podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am your host, Derek, and I have with me my two lovely, regular, longtime hosts, Ryan. Hello. And Ray. Hello. Hi, guys. This is a kind of a special episode for us. We're recording this on December 1st and it releases to everybody on December 3rd, but December 2nd is the five year anniversary of our very first episode where we kicked off the show and we started this long nerdy journey of nearly 230 episodes. Yeah. Like it's about to end. No, I'm just, it's just a milestone. Five years is a milestone. I would think. Don't you think? Yeah, it is. It makes me feel old. But <laughs> I was still a young man in my early 30s when we started this. <laughs> now I'm an old man in the last year of my mid-30s. Oh, man. I know. Well, hopefully Rachel, we... I saw that look. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't try and do the math on that, okay? Right? Like, it was confusing. <laughs> Like at some point, Ryan will have to be 40 and we'll have to deal with that. That's right. Before us. Yeah. Definitely before you two youngins. <laughs> I mean, there'll, there'll be discussions of, you know, rebooting with a younger cast and, you know, those Probably types of things. Better looking cast, at least better than me. You guys, I don't know if they could do any better than, but. I don't even know how to respond to that. That's <laughs> Neither silly. of you do. That's like, silly. Yes. That's silly. Okay, I, win. So... I win the compliment game. The traditional <laughs> gift for five-year anniversaries. Now, this is a traditional, not the modern. Traditional is wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will not be giving Rachel or Derek any Aww. wood uh, for this. Thank um, you. I'm sure they're very, both very thankful <laughs> for that. 
I thought we had um, something special, Ryan. Oh, we did. And then the, the modern one is silverware. Wow. I have so, silver. Silverware. Like disposable forks. forks and spoons in my kitchen if you I can paint them silver. <laughs> so I feel like if you go buy these things and it's like, oh, you do paper and cotton and fruit and flowers and wood, like you end up with this box of fairy hippie nonsense that sounds about right. You know, you're keeping around because the kid gave it to you. <laughs> All it sounds like to me is I need to get you guys a spoon made of wood and I'm good. <laughs> I cover cover all the bases. Yeah. In all fairness, I did want Derek to cosplay Hup, and that's what Hup. <laughs> Derek <laughs> will be cosplaying Hup. Let's just get that out there. It's yes. it's a firm commitment we've already gotten from him. Oh boy. Okay. I don't I don't recall that. Was that on the well, show? Is that recorded somewhere? Probably. It is now. <laughs> it is yep. Now. <laughs> I have agreed to nothing. Uh, so anyway, we we're, we have a show that that we're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, about idea. wood. Thank you for the silverware, Marcy and chat. I appreciate that. Um, so normally we would have a new segment and then our main segment, and recently we've added our Mandalorian segment. And this has kind of been a quiet week. So many segments for news. So we're only going to do two segments. We're going to do our main segment, and then we're going to talk the Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian chapter 13, the Jedi is what we'll be talking about at the tail end of the show. So if that interests you, you'll want to stick around, but the main topic this week is actually looking back on our show on the five years on the now 228 episodes, not counting any specials and, and strange things. And we've put together a little list of questions, kind of prompts, if you will, so we can look back at some of the, the good and not so good moments on the show over the years. Is that a good summary, guys? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. I'm mostly focused on the good stuff rather than the bad stuff. So. Oh, well, I focus on the bad stuff. Sweet. We'll bounce out. That's why we're so good at what we do. <laughs> Derek focuses on the mediocre stuff. Yeah. I do like how, so we, we had, we had 10 questions and on one question, the same one question, all three of us decided just to skip that one. I mean, let's be real. It's because this question would have required a lot more work than any of us were really willing to put in. Yeah. We don't listen to the show. To, yeah. We would have had to like go back and listen through 10 hours of ourselves <laughs> and nobody, none of us want to do that. The thing yeah. is past Rachel is always very ambitious about what she thinks future Rachel is going to do. But future Rachel is always a disappointment. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why past Rachel keeps having high hopes. Fair enough. Well, eventually past Rachel will be future Rachel. They will meet somewhere once time Usually travel is presented. Yeah. Oh, hey, you're meeting right now. What a deal. Whoa, <laughs> this is a historic moment. Yeah, it is. Historic. How are you feeling, Rachel? Disappointed? <laughs> yeah, I'm disappointed okay. well, in that myself. Tracks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, we ended up where we were going to be. Like you so do. So we're talking our favorite stuff, right? And our, our worst, our least favorite stuff. Well, yeah. it's, I mean, it's not necessarily favorites. So for example, let's just, let's just start at the top it's, and we can skip around. It's memorable. But the first question that we had on the list was, what is the worst movie that we have reviewed on the show? I think we will all three have the same one. Man, I don't know because Maybe. I put okay, together well, not. quite the you... long list of terrible movies. 
Really? Yeah. I only we watched I had a lot one. of bad ones this year. I had one on my list. That was it. Well, please, by all means, what is the worst movie we've reviewed, Ryan? A Wrinkle in Time. It's A Wrinkle in Time. Obviously. So that's on and my list. I never I stopped this... complaining about that movie that you guys <laughs> yeah. made me watch that movie. So that was episode 107 for anybody who is curious. I mean, so that's a, it's a bad movie. It's a bad, but it's actually a really good episode because we had John Holloway on and he kept doing a Chris Pine impersonation. (laughs) He's like, imagine it. And you need to listen to that episode. Yeah, that's uh, John Holloway from Worst Comic Podcast Ever. You should check check those guys out, too. And he's actually but, a former school teacher of Derek. So if you true. want any stories about Derek. <laughs> I thought it was from... weird when he threatened to put Derek in detention in the middle of the episode. But you know, it seemed hey. a little more on the kink side. It was, it was a thing. But here, here's just a couple other movies I just want to throw out there into the ether. That I so, think rival. You're going to hurt my time. feelings with some of these. I'm sure you are. And and I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> okay. okay, okay. <laughs> I really don't think I am. I really don't think I am. So um, the crimes of Grindelwald. Okay. That does not hurt my yeah. feelings. Yeah. I, I did not yeah, like that one. either of the Fantastic Beast movies. And that's so. fair. But cries of Grindelwald is definitely worse than the first one. Yeah, the first one was at least a mediocre film, but the second one, oh god, everything about it was just awful. That's <laughs> true. And then and now people are like trying to say that it's not awful, and they're like, "Bring Johnny Depp back," and I'm like, "It sucks anyway." Yeah, who cares? <laughs> the other one that I think would be in my top three anyway is Dark Phoenix. <laughs> It's, it's hard to put Wrinkle in Time worse than Dark, Dark Phoenix, but it is somehow. Um, yeah. Yes, Dark Phoenix was pretty atrocious. So those are my top three, and I would have a hard time ranking them. But top three worse. What about, what about you, you Ray? Uh, well, earlier this year, Ryan found no. Mortal Kombat so oh, bad okay. that he cried. <laughs> oh, that was because I was laughing so hard. I know, yes, that, I was, know. that was a pretty amazing moment in the show. It brought you to tears. I mean, <laughs> you were laughing so I hard was. and how That's bad it a was. A good point. But it's so bad. It's it's like not wrinkle in time bad. It's bad and just like it's like so bad it's it's enjoyable whereas wrinkle yeah. in time is just so bad that it's like a waste of time for anybody to even keep saying the name of it. You know what I mean? So yes, I, do. I I totally agree with Crimes of Grindelwald and with The Dark Phoenix. But A Wrinkle in Time is the only movie I can think of that we have seen for the podcast where I was angry I spent money on it. Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing, though. For those three movies, I think if I had to watch one again, I think I'd rather watch A Wrinkle in Time than the other two. Wow. That's not true for me at all. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't want to watch any of them. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm not excited. Except up Mortal for Kombat, I'd be okay with that. Well, one, sure. Yeah, yeah, else. yeah. No, sorry, I meant the other three. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat's on the same level as like the Super Mario Brothers movie, right? Or Velocipaster, or like Surf Ninjas, Power Rangers. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those are so bad they're still fun to watch. Right. You could Whereas... turn it into a game if right, you wanted exactly. to, with or without alcohol. You know, you could have. Those are movies that maybe you watch in big watch parties or you watch when you're sick because you're like, 
I'm wearing the same clothes for four days in a row. Nobody's going to judge me on my movie choice. I will say that A Wrinkle in Time, I think, set us in a new era for uh, screen heroes. Because prior to that, I was like, I mean, I wasn't. Su- I was. A, I was a little more passive about the movies that you guys wanted to watch. Like, I would go see a movie if I had mild interest in it. If it was something you guys wanted to review, yeah. Um, and that one, I had mild interest in. The preview looked kind of cool. I wasn't familiar with the source material, uh, but it wasn't something I would have gone and seen anyway. But then after that, you guys were a lot more sensitive to whether or not I was interested in watching a movie. I think that movie made you go, yep. "Holy shit!" Yeah, we can't. <laughs> We got to be careful what we decide to watch now. And for me, it definitely made me rethink our policy on movies that we pick. So, so for a while, I got into a habit of wanting us to like review a new movie that came out every other week or so, just because I wanted us to be a movie review podcast. And there was the turning point for me when we combined the episodes for Magnificent Seven and Miss Peregrine's because I I sat there and I was like I don't even fucking remember these movies and I just saw them this last week like these are they're not terrible movies but they are absolutely forgettable And there's nothing about them. And unless we're getting paid, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, we're not getting complimentary tickets. We're paying our hard-earned uh-huh. money to go see these movies. Absolutely. So I was like, I yeah. think we have to cut this out. This is it. Because I saw that and I was like, I can't keep justifying this to my husband and friend. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely certain movies. I was looking back through our, our catalog, of course, for this episode. And I like there are totally movies I don't remember ever seeing. Like, yeah, alone. there was some for me, too. <laughs> I was like, did I, I did I miss this episode? Where was I? I don't remember watching that. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I have such a freakishly good memory. I'm like, no, this is the only episode you missed. And this yeah, is, probably. yeah. All right, so let's let's move on to a, a different topic. So there's two questions that are kind of close to each other, so I want to make sure we differentiate them. And they are, what's the best movie that we've reviewed? And then what's your favorite movie that we've reviewed? And that's a personal, totally subjective, not objectively like Oscar caliber type conversation thing necessarily. So I want to go with the best first, and then we'll do the favorite after that. So, Ray, we'll start with you. No, we're not going to start uh, with me. Okay. <laughs> Sincerest apologies. Sorry. Yes, um, I appreciate that. Well, thing. then I guess I'll start then since Ryan started the last one. Is that, is okay. that right? Okay. So yes. I think the best movie that we've reviewed as far as straight objective quality is concerned was episode 61. So way, way back. Logan. Oh my God. Oh, I think wow. Logan okay. is critically the best movie that we have reviewed on the show. It's hard to argue that it was a really good film, wasn't it? Logan was a good film. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a tough one for me because it's not one I would probably watch again because, you know, we've talked about it on the show a little bit. Movies can be really good, but 
then you never want to watch it again because it was super depressing or there's something about it that just makes you have no desire to ever see it beyond the one time and logan is one of those movies for me you know um i can appreciate what it is but uh yeah i don't i don't think i'll ever watch it again to validate that feeling you know some movies the second time you watch them you're like oh okay that was better or that was worse than i thought it was but logan is just forever going to be cemented in my memory at this one place mm-hmm. never to be changed yeah. That's fair. I still want to sit down and watch like that noir version where it's all in black and white and everything. Uh, but I have not gotten a chance to do that. Well, Ryan, what's, what's yours then? What's your pick for the best movie? I had a really hard time differentiating this from favorite movie because I think in a lot of the ways there was, there's a lot of similarities, but uh, I think for me, Thor Ragnarok, I mean, it's that would would also fall into one of my favorite movies we've reviewed on the show but i think that was because of how good it was and i've rewatched it a lot of times probably more than any other movie that we've uh seen on the show and i don't know that like i said it was tough for me to pick one that uh i don't know i, I actually picked one from mcu one non mcu and one retro because i wasn't sure exactly how we we're going to be breaking it up well, go ahead. Um, Please go through them. Well, not my non-MCU was without question. And this one almost made the top uh, spot for me, even above uh, Thor Ragnarok, was Into the Spider-Verse. I was so blown away by that movie when I, I did not expect, I mean, I thought the previews looked cool, but I did not expect to be like, holy crap, that was like one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen Yeah. when I came out of that movie. That's fair. So that one is uh, is probably my top uh, for non MCU, even though I guess it could become MCU at some point with the Spider Man going to multiple dimensions and whatever else, multiple Earths. But uh, yeah. And what's your retro one? Oh, my retro one. Again, I had a hard time deciding. Um, and again, separating it from uh, from my favorite. But um, I'm probably going to say Cable Guy. Oh, okay. That's not super surprising. Yeah, I mean, it's, I just think it's one that people sleep a lot on. And it's like, it's one of Jim Carrey's best works. And that's saying a lot because he's in a lot of stuff that's been pretty, pretty dang good. So that's fair. Yeah. Well, so Ragnarok was episode 91 and Into the Spider-Verse was episode 143. I don't have the episode number in front of me for the cable guy, but I tried to kind of get together as many episode numbers as I thought we might discuss. So that one didn't make it (laughs) <laughs> ouch okay uh ray what's what's what do you think the best movie we reviewed is so all of yours are really good and they they made my my list uh so i uh, logan and into the spider-verse i definitely considered uh two of the best films that we have absolutely reviewed and thor ragnarok was on my short list for favorite episodes because or favorite movies that we reviewed because uh, Derek and I ended up liking the movie more after we talked about it, as opposed to a lot of the stuff where we like the movie less. Yeah, Derek actually, I think, went into that review not not liking that movie as much. And then upon a rewatch and after talking, maybe even just after talking to us, he seemed to like have rethought some of his opinions on the movie and gave it another shot and liked it more. I may be wrong on that, but I thought I remembered that. So Derek and I 
uh, he was traveling during this time. That's the first MCU, well, only MCU movie that we had to see separately because he was not in town for it. And uh, we called each other after we saw it. We had roughly same show times and both of us thought it was like just a really long, boring SNL sketch. But after the review, after talking about it on the episode, we both just ended up loving it more. Like I think just during everything while watching it, we were uh, maybe we just both had similar bad experiences. Who knows? That seems likely. I mean, usually when you, we've done a lot of episodes together and watched a lot of movies, mm-hmm. I mean, there's very, very few times when it's been, I'm completely on one end of the spectrum and you guys are on the complete other end of the spectrum, right? So, like, right. if that happens, then I got one of us is going to probably gonna go, man, maybe I thought, you know. No, maybe there's something going on. I just was in the right. wrong mindset, or so. You know, one one of the three of us is going to be like that, and I think that was a case where, or the closest we've had probably to that case. Well, so then, okay, so with that in mind, one of our other questions fits that, which is: Is there a movie or series that we re- that we reviewed on the show that you have since changed your opinion on? And yeah. I I put two things on my list: one that changed for the better, and one that changed for the worse, and. and uh, the one that changed for the better was Ragnarok because that's true. I didn't like it going into it. And then talking it out with Ryan made me put it together differently. And by the end of it, I loved it. And I've seen it multiple times since then. And I really still love it and think it's one of the best outings for the MCU. And, you know, it's not that you know, this was much, much earlier, of course, but I had a similar thing happen with hot fuzz. When I first saw hot fuzz in theaters, I borderline hated it. And now Hot Fuzz is absolutely one of my favorite movies of all time. It's like number two on my favorite movies of all time list. And so sometimes you're just in a weird headspace. On the flip side, I liked Suicide Squad before we talked (laughs) about it on the show. I knew you were going to say that one. That's like the most notorious one that pops into my mind when I think of movies that Derek (laughs) Uh changed opinions on. Justice League was right up there too, though. No, I didn't like Justice League for the. I tried to defend it as best I could, but I I knew what it was. I was never happy with Justice League. I was excited for it before I saw it, and was epically disappointed, much like I was for Spider Man Three and The Dark Knight Rises, and Star Trek Into Darkness. There's the top four most disappointing movies of my lifetime. Um, but for suicide squad not only did i like it significantly less after we talked about it on the show that was way back at episode 33 we ray and i rewatched it a few years later like i don't know like a year or two ago i don't even know why but we did and it's even worse than i remembered it it is so bad and you love will smith so to say that about something will smith is the lead in is pretty strong yeah, I love Will. I really, really do. And, you know, I mean, he's not the problem with the movie, but he's not saving the movie either. So that is him a bad constantly movie. saying that we're the bad guys. Like, yeah, yeah. to be fair, us. he's not the we only one it. who says it. <laughs> I know. There's like eight of them that say that. Even Margot says it as Harley. Uh huh. Yeah, it's and Katana terrible. says the opposite. She says, "I'm not a bad guy." <laughs> like, that was her okay. one line in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, it's bad. So those are my two movies that my opinion has changed since we reviewed it on the show. What about you guys? Well, I already said Thor Ragnarok um, as a positive. I don't think I have another one. Okay. That is a positive. I have a couple more movies that like are just really good favorites and I probably wouldn't have seen right away without the podcast or, you know, I wouldn't have seen at all. But um, you said Suicide Squad. I'm also going to say BVS. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode if you want some like contention <laughs> That is one of the most tense episodes we've ever recorded. That was the like, closest Derek's ever been to unfriending me in real life. <laughs> yes. It is the yes, reason I decided to abstain from the Civil War episode. You I didn't, two, I didn't want to read Like, literally got into a circle argument. And <laughs> I don't even but, remember what it was about. I just remember that we fought. It was probably about the. Uh, the Facebook. Oh, wait, what did I call it? The Justice. Remember when he was opening the oh, Justice League Justice Facebook? League? Yeah, yeah, Justice League Facebook. Yeah. I know we definitely fought about that. I don't remember if For that was sure. like the big one. You'll or not, still fight but... me about that to this day. So. Well, he still doesn't like that. That's what we reduce it to. Yeah. But I like the more I think about it, I tried so hard to justify a lot of choices that <laughs> Snyder made in that movie. I just can't. That movie is a fucking hot mess. It's like two hours too long. And the director's cut is surprisingly a, a bit better. It makes the sense of some things. Yeah. 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 It makes some sense of things that didn't make sense, but it's still long and convoluted. Like it, it just answers some questions, but it doesn't make it a better film. It makes it a, easier to watch film <laughs> so, that's fair i i'm trying not to just be a good podcaster when i watch these movies now i'm trying to have my honest opinion about things that's good well, the great news is that since we don't have much of an audience it's not like you're gonna piss anybody off like we'll have you you the worst thing I mean, that might happen is our one guys. listener yeah, you guys won't danger. piss anybody off. I will piss people off. Apparently. I don't know. I've said some controversial. I've had some hot takes on this. So. But it yeah, wasn't but... ever about Chris Pratt. That's, That's exactly. Yeah. I was going to say only one of us has a one star review directed at them. That's true. I got to try harder. <laughs> Uh, get on my level uh ryan what about for you though is there any movie or series that you feel differently about after we've reviewed it yeah kind of i mean mine isn't in the same vein as your guys i I wrote down the cw verse shows because not because like what we talked about changed it but just because they steadily got worse over time so like (laughs) i used to defend a lot of the choices that they made and i really enjoyed a lot of the shows and in those early seasons I, i still do enjoy those shows but for the most part, the CW shows have gone downhill for me. Legends of Tomorrow is the only one that's kind of stayed pretty good um, or gotten better as time goes on. Pretty much all of the rest of them have gotten worse. The Crisis on Infinite Earth event was cool. But uh, other than that, the actual series themselves have gotten much, much worse. And so, yeah, my opinion is not quite as good of them these days. Yeah, I think that's fair. And like you said, I mean, Crisis was cool 
but it wasn't enough to get me back watching the shows regularly. Right. The only yeah. thing that will do that is Diggle as Green Lantern. I mean, if he's going to be a regular, I will, I will absolutely suit up for that. Yeah. No question. Um, fair enough. But yeah, I'm with you. That's fair. So you're going to suit up. Are you going to dress up in your Green Lantern costume? And, wa- and, and watch him be Green Lantern. Yeah. I'll do that for Diggle. I'm good with that. Nice. I like Ramsey. He's, he's cool. Send <laughs> all right so going back a little bit because we kind of circled around on what well, talking about our favorites so i had two categories i broke mine into movies we had already seen like our a lot of our retro review stuff and movies that were new to us because we reviewed them and so for new stuff i had into the spider-verse as mm-hmm. as my favorite yeah. of the of the new stuff because of everything you guys said it's just it's phenomenal across the board and i think the visuals are completely unmatched by anything that animation has done before it's in, incredibly impressive what they were able to pull off in that movie and then for kind of classic stuff that i already knew this one's a little bit harder for me because we have reviewed a lot of my favorite stuff on the show i've been very fortunate for that but i probably have to go with Ah, oh, so hard to pick one. I've got this nice little short list here, but I'm going to just say Scott Pilgrim. Just say all of them. Scott Pilgrim. We celebrated Scott Pilgrim's 10th anniversary earlier this year, and that's a movie that I just like more every time I watch it. It's just steadily increased my my opinion of it each time. So those those are my two. But there's lots of other great stuff out there. What about you guys? Um. Okay. So just this year, this year was really weird, of course, with COVID. <laughs> Uh, a movie that you introduced me to, Demolition Man, has ended up becoming, uh, it, it goes, at, I don't know where I have to figure it out, but it's definitely in the top 100 favorite movies now. And I'm the kind of person that needs to keep a running list of that. Uh, it was really surprising. It was a lot of fun. And I, I thought it was both a good film without being overly ridiculous like it's quality good but it's also fun i I thought it was going to be super cheesy and it was going to be one of those like so bad it's good um and then yeah scott pilgrim's definitely up there on the retro views i was really excited that we got to watch rewatch that and kind of dig into it because some of these movies you know we would have reviewed them had they come out oh sure uh yeah and then my favorite movie that we went to go see was i think detective pikachu (laughs) it was a lot of fun and it was way better than it had any right to be (laughs) i still haven't seen it that was an episode I missed. Mm. Yes. Yes, yeah. it was. You were so adamantly against seeing that movie <laughs> that we called upon mm. another Heroes podcast host at the time to join Listen, us. Listen, I've been hurt by Pokemon movies before, so I wasn't going to give it another chance. <laughs> Look, Ryan, they just want to be the very best. Like, no and one none ever of them are. Well, maybe Detective Pikachu is, but none of the other ones are, so... <laughs> That's fair. I'm so glad Demolition Man made your list because I've loved that movie since I was quite young and it never occurred to me that you would actually like it. I really expected you to just poke fun at it the entire time. 
I mean, there's a lot of movies you two have made me watch that, yeah, that's how I feel. And I'm sure vice versa. But no, I was super impressed with that one. I'm only slightly hurt that none of the movies that I've uh, had us watch, rewatch from my childhood, have uh, made any of your list. But whatever. It's fine. You mean, you mean like Surf Ninjas? Maybe. <laughs> which which okay. mo- which movie should we have we have picked, right? Don't worry. No, I'm not gonna tell you what you should have picked. You pick the movies you should have picked. Apparently, uh, for my favorite movie reviewed on the show, I, I'd say probably I'd, Thor Ragnarok would probably fall into that again for me. But if, if we're talking new movies, um, for retro, I had a hard time with it um, because I, I I'm try- I have trouble separating the movie from the actual like po- like the podcast itself because the the movie I picked doesn't necessarily rec- represent that because I've enjoyed a lot of our reviews, our retro reviews a lot. Um, but uh, mystery men is probably my favorite retro that we, cause that one, man, ever since it came out, I've been able to watch that one. I don't know. I've watched that movie a lot of times and it holds up every time and it still holds up today um, as the satire of what we are, we have now, even though when it came out, it wasn't there. We didn't have that. So, you know, it almost works better now than it did then. And I think we talked about in the episode that if it had come out, you know, 10 years later, 15 years later, it would have done so much better than it did when it came out. But I still Mm -hmm. think it's a brilliant, brilliant movie with a great cast and one that people sleep on a lot. I think it's hard to satirize a genre that doesn't exist because you know now people would find the humor in it they would be like oh haha it's but but the problem is it wouldn't be as clever now right because it's been done mm -hmm, it it probably would have been seen as like a scary movie yeah yeah i mean that's the thing is and that's probably why it didn't do so well when it came out because it was it was satirizing something that didn't didn't really exist right we didn't have exactly. shit for superhero movies back then but you know watching it now and knowing that it, when it came out it, it seems all the more relevant if, if you well, I mean, are in the it, you know if you understand when it came out and that it was like the first the of its kind the superhero movies of the time were silly like there was the trauma toxic avenger there was blank man there was steel like the 90s were a bad time for Dolph Lundgren Punisher that was 80s but like the 80s had uh some okay stuff but it, it was Batman and once Schumacher took over and once things became about the toys the genre kind of died off and nobody took it seriously until unfortunately uh blade and brian singer's x-men right which came out after mystery men so it's you know Uh, yeah yeah it's tough you know batman was really the most mainstream thing that that uh was superhero related so Mm-hmm. other than like you know christopher reeve movies back in the day and some of the other stuff well so then kind of following this route uh, one of the other questions that we had was what are some of your favorite screen heroes moments or episodes regardless of the topic and i had a little short list mystery men was on that list i love that episode oh. i thought it was one of our better 
movie discussions and it was just super fun because it's a good topic it's a good movie and seeing it 20 we celebrated its 20th anniversary earlier uh, the, uh mm. and that, that was just great it was great so that's episode 171 if you want to hear that i think it's a really good episode um, a couple other things that that i had on my list were episode 182 which was our cornetto trilogy where we talked Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. I was just happy we got to watch all of those. <laughs> and then uh, episode 200, which was earlier this year, where we did a sequel to our very first episode. And I thought that was really, really cool. But my number one favorite thing that we've ever done on the show, I think, personally, just f- for fun, was the second annual Screen Heroes Awards. So this was way back on episode 95. So this was a long time ago. But we had a whole whole award system set up. We had people um, vote across 30-something categories of awards that we, we gave out. We did a full video live show with different speakers and guests coming on announcing who the winners were and the nominees. And we gave out a bunch of prizes. And it was one of the larger productions that we've done it's it's probably the largest production we've done on screen heroes anyway one of the largest productions the heroes podcast network has done and i really loved it and maybe we should try and do something like that when this is all over covid was that the one where i like made everybody hate me or was that the first one i don't remember Remember when i was like acting super awkward with everybody and uh screwing oh yeah no that was that one that was great i love that that was awesome I rewatched most of it in preparation for this. Most, and... most of the people that after I did it to the first person, anybody that was paired up with me the rest of the night was like, came up to me and was like, hey, man, come on. You're not going to do that to me, right? <laughs> Sorry, none of you are special. It was great. It was really one of the, the most fun nights that I've had on the show. And I'd like to do something like that in the future. So there you go. Yeah, I, I miss having people do this with us because it always brought this sense of unexpectedness you never knew how it was gonna go um my one of my favorite episodes we did is the disney princess fan casting and it's probably because ryan didn't just bring his a game he brought everybody's a game for us and he created like this entire storyline and like I still it, have it written it's, somewhere. It's by the end of it, if you've ever seen the entire thing, you you should. It sounded like Pat Oswalt's filibuster from Parks and Rec. It <laughs> was so wonderfully ridiculous that I just it, I have such good memories of that episode for sure. Well, that's awesome. the most effort I've ever put into thinking about the Disney pre- the princesses of that makes me feel <laughs> very good. I don't know how that makes it, you feel. I mean, but... it doesn't make me feel any which way. Okay, fair enough. Because uh, you say that, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And to be fair, uh, the fan casts, I really, fan casting and um, pitching uh, were something that I really tried to put a lot of effort in and, and, and make fun for all of us. So, uh, you know that's i'm glad that made one of the lists for sure Mm -hmm. i when i fan casted i always wanted to do such a great job that like hollywood was gonna call me the next day be like we need to have you on our team will you come up with better ideas than we ever could and 
you know that, that doesn't see mine were more like i want the people that made superhero movie or scary movie to call me and be like hey we want you to do this spoof movie that's that's been the best i could hope for so ryan what, what about you what are some of your favorite screen heroes moments or episodes so i'm glad that we got to this question because i was worried that we weren't going to and this was my favorite this was the one that when i was thinking about it brought a smile to my face um basically for me i couldn't i couldn't really whittle it down to a specific episode but anytime a lot of it was this year anytime i got to force you guys to watch a movie that was something that was really as silly as it sounds deeply personal and important to me that you know was a probably a bad movie or whatever you know is surf ninjas as an example or uh the last dragon was a big one for me i really enjoyed that episode um you know kick ass even um the, all those movies where where I, you guys were willing to even though i had to you're kicking and screaming a little bit you watched them for me and uh and i think that the discussions that we've had about those movies uh I don't know. They've made those movies even better and more memorable for me. They've added another layer to my my love for those movies from my childhood. It's now I have the love for those movies in my adulthood too because I remember that time I talked about it with my friends. Aww. Yeah, that was cheesy as fuck. I think, I Sorry, think Ryan, it's true. I mean, Ryan wins the episode. I'm a cheesy guy. <laughs> if you know me, like I'm I'm a sentimental person, and so having those attachments to things like that mean a lot to me. And uh yeah i mean it's like i said reviewing surf ninjas is stupid as fuck on paper but like we had a really fun discussion <laughs> that i mean i don't think either of you would argue that that he, that that episode was not fun to do i mean it, it was, was fun. fun yeah so like anytime i get to shit on rob schneider we did like episode. five of them in a row i know i know the... he was in every movie in the 90s yeah uh, 2020 was, was the year of rob schneider on the podcast pretty much we had never talked about a rob schneider movie and all of a sudden we were like Every 20 episode. episodes in a row we did three different rob schneider we didn't even realize it at first we got to like the second week and we we're like rob schneider's in this one too and then the third week we we're like what in the fuck is going on <laughs> totally unintentional Heroes podcast yep. brought to you by rob schneider <laughs> he's paying us the big bucks Oh man, that's so good. So, okay. So we actually have taken up a little more time with this than I thought we would. So are there Oh my any... God, it's already 844. I, I know. I didn't expect that. Are there any questions left on the list that you guys really want to make sure that we cover before we uh, switch topics? Um. So I want, I don't know if you guys know your answer or anything. I don't remember if this was on there or not, but just like what you think was, one of our worst episodes or what it comes back to you. Cause I, anytime I think about our worst episodes, I think about the episode where it was just Ryan and I, Derek was out of town and your puppeteer friend was mm. on and the internet kept crashing. And it, we were talking is the Jim Henson spotlight episode. And I was so mortally embarrassed that everything was so shitty. Yeah. So the backstory uh, on that, it was my friend yeah. is very hard to pin down. Uh, he's a lovely, lovely guy, a little flaky. And so for us to get him 
we were doing these in person at the time so you know get him down to your guys basement to sit down and do a podcast with us and he brought like props and like uh, things to show us and talk about uh yeah and then it just went to shit and i don't even remember Uh how what kind of condition the episode was actually released in but a lot of the good conversations that we had were lost and yeah it was not good so yeah that was disappointing for all parties involved i think Uh uh-huh and a little embarrassing yeah for us because you know we're it was our network you know yeah 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 i was not happy an episode that never came to be was um one about so there's a a batman uh a batman beyond live action fan series that some guys put together and we got to interview the creators the director and the producer and the audio was so terrible the connection was so bad that I ended up transcribing it and publishing it as an article interview. And so we lost the whole episode and those guys put in a lot of really hard work and they gave us like two hours of their time to talk to us. And I really wanted to kind of help promote what they were doing and it fit our wheelhouse perfectly. And it was all lost from that standpoint. Mm, I remember that. When I think about our worst episodes, none of them are like, since we've been screen heroes, because you know we've done we've been podcasting for a while um and screen heroes was just like the second or the third iteration of of our podcasting so you know i think about our early episodes our first episode ever where rachel brought candy to hand out to everybody um (laughs) so all you could hear in the audio was the sounds of like suckers getting licked and like backed against the microphone and and Derek would, would go through and edit out every single breath that anybody took. I mean, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, no podcast does that. That's ridiculous. I mean, it wanted to hear it sound like a normal conversation between people and people breathe. So, you know, we realized that eventually that was a waste of time and however many hours Derek wasted editing out breath sounds and like sucker licking sounds, uh, you know, he'll never get those hours back, but. Uh, Fun yeah, fact, those though, are the ones I think about that first episode of of our podcast ever way back in the day was also the first time all three of us met in person. It's true. Which is why I brought candy. <laughs> That's how Rachel usually lures people into being our friend. <laughs> she brings sweets. It's true. Could be cupcakes, yeah. could be candy. Depends on her mood. It's um, because I'm actually a terrible person and I just need you all to be convinced for like five Um, minutes that i'm not that's why we've all done this for five years with her because she's so terrible we can't stand it because i'm constantly making you food right well you you aren't right now i mean you have made me food but it's you know lesser now now ryan is there any question that was on our list that we prepped for that you would like us to cover before we move on uh, I mean, just quickly, there was one that said, what movie or movies do you wish we had reviewed, but we didn't? Um, I put Dread on there because that's one of my favorite. Uh, I don't know. That's, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. It's a movie I very much enjoy and it's right in our wheelhouse. And, for, and we reviewed the much lesser version with Sylvester Stallone. And for some Debatable. reason, we still haven't reviewed Dread. So that's definitely on my list. And then I put Willow and Never Ending Story also because I think those are two really great 80s movies. Willow, especially getting a series on Disney Plus, but um, Never Ending Story being a very classic movie that I haven't rewatched as an adult. I think that those would make good episodes. If we do the Never Ending Story, can we just do the first one? 
Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Because two and three are pretty rough. Hmm. Though Jack Black's in the third one. <laughs> that doesn't save it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, yeah, those are all really good. I think those are those are definitely good choices. I like Willow Neverending Story for sure. I would definitely want to put those up on my list. Uh, one I put up there that I thought would be kind of interesting. It's more, it's a little more technical than what we normally do, but earlier, I think it was this year, or maybe it was late last year, they made available on YouTube, the actual at home um, eight millimeter cut of empire strikes back. And it's less than 40 minutes. It's like 35 minutes. And it's a completely different cut of the movie for that reason. It even has like normal credits in the beginning. It doesn't have the scroll or anything like that. And so I thought it might be interesting for us to watch it and just kind of do an analysis and talk about how it changes the movie. Cause that was the first at home release of empire strikes back that people could purchase. And I just think it's a really unique concept. Sure. Yeah. Right. Definitely. What about you? Uh, so I wish we do a few more fan castings. Um, sometimes I, I, I wish I could get you guys to watch some girlier stuff sometimes. Um, I wish we could do like a Doctor Who episode or, um, I don't know. No, Doctor Who requires its own like podcast. It does. There's too much to cover in an episode of Screen Heroes. It deserves its own podcast. You're totally right. That's fair. And I'm sure there's like a hundred podcasts out there for it, but none by exactly. this, by, by uh, us, the, the HBN. The esteemed Heroes Podcast Network. <laughs> right. All right. Well, so then to, to wrap up this segment and then we'll move on to The Mandalorian. If you could redo one of our older episodes, so first 100 episodes, what, if any, would you want to redo now that we either have better equipment or better understanding or more experience or a different perspective, what do you think? I put uh, Ash versus Evil Dead on there because we did, a, I think we just did the first season review and then mm-hmm. you guys stopped watching it, I think, or you watched season no. two and we just yeah. didn't review it and then you've never watched season three. Correct. Correct. So, you know, I put that one on there. I'd have to re at this point, I'd have to rewatch probably the whole thing to properly review it again. But, um, you know, that was one that I showed that I really enjoyed. And I was under the assumption that you guys really enjoyed it too. We just never got it really around to, uh, reviewing it. So, yeah. Yeah. Ray. Um, I'm looking at it. Okay. And it's hard to exactly say. Um, I really enjoyed the times where we did um, shows where we did expectations before the movie and then we reviewed the movie. Like we did that with X-Men Apocalypse and Suicide Squad um it's cool but but honestly like i'd probably go back and do another thing about our favorites like our rankings like what are your top five this now because for me that stuff changes 
way too often. That's fair. Uh, for me, I actually want to redo. It's kind of along those lines. I want to redo our ninth episode, which was Batman through the years. And I want to do it after the new Matt Reeves movie comes out because now we've got, we'll have so much more at this point. We will have all of Ben Affleck's version of the character. Cause the Snyder cut will be out. We'll have, um, you know, we'll have this new vision of the character that's supposed to be you know, younger and more grounded. We'll have Kevin Conroy's live action appearance in Crisis on Infinite Earths, among other things. And so I think it would be good to kind of look back on it after Gotham's Batman. Yeah, yeah Gotham's. Yep. Yep. I, you know, a lot has happened since that ninth episode. And so I think it would be really cool to, to look back on that now. So. Yeah. A little, a little selfish. I'd like to redo the Civil War episode because, in retrospect, I wish I hadn't skipped it. But you know, what are you gonna do? It was better that you, that that you skipped it. That's hurtful. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, then we're gonna take a short break, and when we come back, we will talk a bit about the Mandalorian chapter thirteen, the Jedi. Uh, thank you to everybody who's listened to our show over the years too, and helping us, especially this week, celebrating five years of the show as we near episode 230. It's been really fun. We've covered tons of content that we are not able to discuss today because there's just too much ground to cover. So please take a look at our back catalog. Some episodes sound better than others as our equipment has changed over the years and, and things like that. But we hope that you'll enjoy more of it than not. Anything you guys want to say before we switch topics? No. No, you covered it. Cool. All right. Well, then we will be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so let's do this. Let's talk The Mandalorian Chapter 13 the Jedi. This is your spoiler warning for the latest episode of The Mandalorian. If you uh, haven't seen it yet, you may want to skip this one. All right, guys. Ahsoka is here. Ahsoka. Hey. No, nah, it's cool. Uh, there was I, much rejoicing. I really I mean, I didn't even know who she was. So, you know, it was amazing to me seeing this new character that I've never heard of. So um, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. I thought the cinematography primarily was super well done. Really cool. I was reading into some things a little bit and there's some really great Kurosawa moments that are, you know, based on old Japanese martial arts cinema. It's just really great homages to that style of cinema that um, it just, you know, is, is rarely if ever matched. And there's some cool moments, moments in this. What did you guys think? Did you like this one? How does it hold up? 
yeah, I think this is quite possibly not only the most important episode of the show so far, but uh, probably the best or close to the best. Um, the only one that I can think of that was close to it was the one with the IG droid that sacrificed himself to save the group. That was a really wonderful episode, but this one is equally as good in my opinion, if not better. Um, it was, it was a really, really great episode for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I'm completely on board with that. I think it's the best episode of the season. It was, it hit all the right notes. Um, I know it's so easy to focus on the three big drops. We get the child's official name. We get Ahsoka and we get uh, the drop that she's looking for Thrawn. And uh, those are those are huge. But we also get an entirely new world to look at uh, when they said forest planets. I know I was totally fixated on, oh, this is going to look just like Endor. And instead, it's distort, destroyed by industrialization. We get uh, an evil magistrate who's also an incredible martial artist. And she's not simply evil. Like, she's not a one-trick character. And not every character in Star Wars is like that. But there's so many Star Wars characters. And... Uh, just on live action, they haven't gotten the chance to explore everyone. So some are kind of, you know, just evil or just good. And uh, I I thought this, this magistrate in, you know, she probably had, what, 20 minutes of screen time at the most. That's being generous. And she was completely enthralling the whole time. So I just, I'm on board with this episode. Everything about it was great. The visuals, the martial arts, it was so impressive. Yeah, I didn't think that a live action version of a white lightsaber would be quite as striking as it actually turned out to be. It was really intense and quite well done. Um, mm -hmm. e even Ahsoka's design, I mean, it's not, it's not easy to make something live action after it's been animated because you have more flexibility in animation. You don't have to worry about the laws of physics or temperatures affecting things or movement or anything like that. And they did a really good job transferring this character to Rosario Dawson. I thought she, the casting, you know, this was a, a fan casting concept for a really long time. And I think that this is an, a situation where the fan casting was the right call. Yeah, I didn't have much of a problem with her as Ahsoka. Um, like if I had one complaint, I didn't think that she handled the choreography as well. Um, there was a lot, like when she was fighting um, the magistrate, it was clear that one of them was a martial artist and the other one wasn't. Um, and that one of them was kind of carrying it. They, to be fair, she did her best, and um, being a professional stunt woman, um, you know, the magistrate was able to kind of carry her to an extent to make her look better. Mm. But there was a lot of her fight scenes that some of them were really good, um, but then a lot of them were just like really cutty. And I think that was a lot of that was because. Rosario Dawson just doesn't have a ton of stunt background um, and isn't 
necessarily great at that kind of work but overall I mean that's a very small nitpick because she Mm -hmm. played the character extremely well um the whole intro I mean what a freaking way to introduce the character uh it was like watching a horror movie almost or like Batman you know what Batman should be uh you know stalking these characters one by one and taking them out and just like blinking in and blinking out um and having the white lightsabers cut through the fog um and that was the start right there for me to go man the cinematography is just wonderful Mm -hmm. Uh, seriously throughout this episode i was just blown away and multiple times where i was like that is a fucking beautiful shot really Mm -hmm. beautiful i've never had as many moments in a a mandalorian episode where i've gone holy crap crap like this could be an amazing you know desktop background by itself um as there were in this episode i mean it was incredible yeah and i think that speaks just huge volumes to dave filoni because while we all had no doubt in his star wars knowledge and experience directing is a different beast and he just kills it in this episode i mean it really is phenomenal and it looks i mean it's it's the best the show has looked in my opinion i agree yeah it's just it's really cool it's really really well done and introducing a character like this is a difficult thing to do because you want to you want to make all of the fans happy who know the character from the clone wars um you want to make all of the other fans happy who like star wars but don't watch any of the cartoons and so they're not familiar with her you, you want to make sure that you kind of walk that line of respecting what's already there, but not leaving behind new people. And I, I mean, I think they do that. I think they do it really, really well. I think they're able to introduce this character and show that she is intelligent, strong, capable, but kind of a rogue element and a little mysterious right? She's clearly hiding some things and she's got Mm -hmm. some really big enemies in her targets for anybody who knows the name Thrawn. And if you don't, it certainly sounds ominous. So yeah, I freaked out. Like, I think (laughs) it was different for me because I didn't watch Rebels or Clone Wars. So, you know, somehow I knew how the character was, who the character was, but I think that's because of uh, that he was in a lot of the books. That's where he originally came from was, yeah, was the book series. And before he was ever in Rebels or Clone Wars, um so really those people the true fans of that character the people who read the books but um yeah when they name dropped him i was like what yeah i i literally freaked out because i thought that was so cool and i hope we get to see him in one of the live shows translating him to live action would be really cool it's a race that i don't think we've seen in live action yet mm-hmm. chiss um so yeah it would be really neat to see it's a big name drop. I can't imagine you drop that name without intentions to show him down the road. Right. Yeah. The, the rumor or the what the internet thinks, I don't know if it's actually a rumor, is that it's going to be for the uh, Ahsoka show, that that's going to be part of that instead of being part of the Mandalorian. Well, that's, that's a fair. clever way to have a backdoor pilot for sure, especially with Kathleen Kennedy saying that the future of star wars is on disney plus just like Baiji saying the future of marvel is on disney plus and i know that there's some corporate greed behind that decision but let's face it we are in like the golden age of television where there's an amazing 
amazing show with wonderful actors on every single streaming service now. And I say, like, just let it happen. You know, obviously, this is a really great time for television. And if these stories can be told better, go for it. Make as many shows as you can. And I'll do my best not to have fatigue. <laughs> so we can do well and the, these shorter seasons that they've been going with m- most of the premium services have been going with i think helps a lot right because like we've talked about that mm-hmm. fatigue with the cw shows because they're all 26 episodes hour long 26 episodes that is a slog to get through when you have five shows in some cases six shows to watch if you do star wars and you're only doing eight episodes a pop and the marvel shows are six episodes a pop you can have one on at a time and kind of ease people to an hour a week. No big deal. And you just keep that subscription dripping, you know, going back to the episode. Yeah. What do you guys think of uh, the name that we now have for the child? I think it's cute. It's adorable. It matches his face. <laughs> I, I can't be upset about it. Like, I don't know what I expected, But the way it was revealed actually makes me happier. The fact that, like, he was able to finally tell his name. The Mando Din, he never, like, gave him a name. He he assumed that the child had been around for 50 years and probably had one. So he just did his best to talk to him respectfully. And I like that. I like that it wasn't just, oh, I'm going to call you Fluffy. Right. I definitely like that it's not a Y name. You know, you have Yoda and you have Yaddle. And I was worried it was going to be something like Yiddle or something, you know. And so I'm glad they didn't go that route. And it's a completely unique name that has no connection to the previous two characters of the same species. Short of that, I mean, as long as I... I know what it is. That's kind of all that matters. Do you guys think we're going to see a bunch of dogs named Grogu coming up? (laughs) Yes. Maybe even children. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) So one of the things I liked the most about this episode was the way, first of all, the way that Ahsoka was able to communicate with the child, I thought was cool. It was not like verbal communication. It was more like an emotional communication. That's Mm -hmm. kind of how it was implied. It was like a communication through the force um so he she was able to see these past things that the child has gone through and basically everything we've seen in star wars has happened in this child's lifetime yeah you know yeah he's he's born i believe the same year as anakin and so everything that we've seen has been in this child's lifetime in the clone wars he was alive for that when anakin goes in and kill all the younglings it's 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 kind of uh implied that that grogu was one of those younglings um that somehow managed to escape um and you know that somebody got him out which i think that they're going to have to explore that at some point and give more of an explanation to that um maybe in the obi-wan show maybe it was obi-wan that got him out um but you know the 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 backstory we got on that character made him way deeper than uh you know any of us thought for the most part for me for sure i thought he was just a cute you know jedi thing that was it was it was a neat character in the episode that was it but now we have this deeper backstory that he doesn't use the force because he's scared to use the force because he doesn't want to out himself because he's worried he'll be killed because of the clone wars 
um, you know, there's just a lot more depth now. And I think that I hope that they put keep pushing that because I think that's what will keep the show going. I agree. Yeah, it, it opens I, up a ton of possibilities. I I want to just point out something that I read, and I think it's a really good point. So far, there has been scrutiny on parenting in the three separate trilogies. And it's always been in a negative light, you know. Anakin didn't have a father and he was a terrible father. He was an absent father. He was a horrible husband. Um, and then Ray, of course, didn't know her parents at all. She was abandoned by them. And it turned out because it was all about her lineage. This is a story about a reluctant adopted dad and his son and it's really good and it's loving and they both like choose each other. So I'm hoping that this is going to, to prove that, you know, a Jedi can have attachments. Yeah. I think that they've already kind of, I don't know. I think that they're definitely setting that up. Some of it maybe has already been kind of hinted at in the fact that like mm -hmm. the jedi don't really exist anymore and that right. um you know it's going to be what like i don't know the eu is kind of established as gray jedi which aren't real jedi they're just kind of like somewhere in the middle between jedi and sith and they don't live by the cultish jedi order code and they also don't live by the often evil sith code um you know they just kind of are trying to be good people without following any of the, the expectations of either side um, and I think that's definitely the way it's going and the way it should probably have been from the beginning. Um, well, and it seems what, what kind of confused me on that a little bit is the way Ahsoka talks about him because she's not really a Jedi either. Like she's trained obviously. Right. But part of her story arc in the cartoons is that she straight up isn't a Jedi anymore. She has chosen not to be because of the failings of the Jedi order. And so you know, the episode's called the Jedi and people tell him to go get the Jedi. And I think that's more of just, they see someone with a lightsaber who can use the force and they just assume that it's yeah. a Jedi. Right. Uh, rather than knowing that there's like a certification process <laughs> involved. Um, but you know, she doesn't want to train him though, because of his attachments, Grog Grogu's attachments to Mando. So she's not really up for attachment type stuff either. And so I'm curious then where she lies in that spectrum because it would lead me to think she's still more on the Jedi side than the in the gray middle. Yeah, I don't know that the episode title, I mean, the obvious answer is that it applies to her, but she also sends uh, the Mandalorian away to go to this old abandoned Jedi temple mm -hmm. um, and take Grogu there to find a Jedi that would be willing to train him. Um, so, you know, I... Yeah, it probably is just like they're like, yes, this is the they have lightsabers, they're Jedi or whatever. But uh, you know, I kind of want to want to believe that it's it's a plural usage of the term and that they're talking about Ahsoka, but also like the path to the other Jedi. Well, yeah, may, maybe in the title, but the the magistrate sent Mando to kill the Jedi, like specifically. Yeah, called her but a I Jedi. mean, can, so. sure, but I don't know. That's necessarily where they pull 
title from, but uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. It, in this case, yes. But she might not know any better either. The magistrate may not know that true. anything about Ahsoka. We don't really know how much of each other's history that that they have, you know. Mm-hmm. So totally, yeah. Isn't that that part's never really established, which is fine. I think they could have maybe expanded on that a little bit, so we were a little more invested in the magistrate than we were. Um, but that's fair. That's. <laughs> I was more saying I've I've seen some people and some articles kind of for lack of a better term bitching that they got it wrong because Ahsoka is not really a Jedi anymore and I think that's not what they mean it's a nitpick people are just well I don't think think that's what the show means like she doesn't say she's a Jedi right sorry Ray I think it's fun to have multiple meanings to the titles if you want to believe that it's about her then that's cool. You're not wrong. But if you also want to believe that it's about the future of the show, that maybe it's about Grogu, maybe it's about the person he does find to teach him, then that's that's okay too, guys. Both can be correct. Yeah. True. It's just like in the beginning of the season, right, where they send Mando to go get the armor, and it turns out you know, that it's Timothy's character, and he's not actually a Mandalorian. You know, he's just wearing the armor. Well, you know, just because someone's using a lightsaber doesn't make them a Jedi. It's true. You know, as we're all really disappointed with Finn's arc. Yeah. True. Wasted opportunity there. I think that the one of like, as far as the scenes in this episode go, the most striking one, even beyond the uh, that opening scene, which was very strong, was the kind of parallel scenes happening between mando and uh ahsoka where you have like a very traditional like japanese um like samurai movie um whereas on the on the other side you have like a very american style like western yeah um happening and, and it's but those those two genres are super similar they cross um, over so much yeah a lot of the way they're shot and things like that uh are very similar so you know see but it's it's still are still very different stylistically i mean they they've learned they take a lot from each other but you can definitely see the difference um and ray brought up a good point in our chat the other the other day that that the, the town looked a lot like uh you know the towns in avatar which uh mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken feloni had you know was a part of that that show as well um did he direct that show or wrote it or something he had something to do with that avatar, i don't know he? that i'll, I'll yeah. take a look but yeah so that was a cool parallel, you know. You got a lot of Boston say type vibes, um, and a lot of the architecture in that uh, town looked very like samurai, uh, you know, traditional architecture yeah. from that uh, time period. Yeah, he directed nine episodes of Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender. It's good. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, you know. I that dichotomy was awesome. I really love that. And I really, really liked when they would cut back to Mando and Michael Bean's character. You could hear the fighting happening, you know, the lightsabers yeah. hitting the Beskar staff. And just the way this episode handles not just the visuals, but the sound mixing is just stellar. Yeah, as a score person, I'm sure you picked up the uh, Yoda's theme, uh, the hint of Yoda's theme when Ahsoka and uh mando and grogu are sitting around the was a campfire whatever they were sitting around talking they had a little like hint of yoda's theme a very very short one but every everything about the way this episode is put together is just really beautiful 
very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Yes, very thoughtful. And maybe it sounds silly because at the end of the day, it's still Star Wars, right? But damn, if this just wasn't sophisticated filmmaking, you know? Agreed. Um, and, you know, the nerd in me, that Beskar staff is super cool. Yeah, and you know he's going to use that to fight Moff Gideon. <laughs> like, that thing, it's just like when <laughs> when the, the child takes the shift knob off yeah. of the ship mm-hmm. and he puts it in his pocket, I'm like that's going to be something later obviously because <laughs> they may showed him put it in his pocket so something's going to come back with that uh, but yeah that that beskar staff is very cool from a prop perspective but uh story-wise that's definitely going to be what he uses to fight moff gideon i saw a funny article i didn't actually read it but the headline was is the beskar staff stronger than captain america's vibranium shield oh jeez. <laughs> let's not I get mean... into that do we have to do this? <laughs> I'm just if a lightsaber can't cut through it, I don't know. There's an interesting argument to be had. I think. Uh, I don't Both think that's weapons an, uh, are valid. <laughs> I don't think that's an argument we need to have on this show. It's not. I'm sorry. Uh, is there anything else from this episode from Chapter 13 that you would like to touch on? There's probably a lot of things, but we're already way over, so I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to take up any more time. I do want to shout out again to uh, Diana and Asanto, Bruce Lee's goddaughter uh you know that was really cool i recognized her but i didn't know who she was i re- she looked familiar to me and then when i looked back at it i was like oh my gosh that's such a cool connection her dad is like a legend in the martial arts world so it was yeah you could tell in the way she moved and everything she's trained her whole life which is it was really cool to see and she doesn't do a lot of acting so no it's mostly stunt work but she's done stunt work in a lot of really high profile stuff oh yeah she's an accomplished stunt woman for sure yeah and she's been doing it for a long time i mean her first stunt work was way back in 94 you know so she's been doing this stuff for a really long time i guarantee that you've seen some stuff that she's done stunt work for she's done it on star trek so there you go yeah everyone's done star trek (laughs) there are some really cool things like you said uh, michael bean is in this episode and that dude is just sci-fi royalty yeah he's been in some of the best sci-fi uh franchises and products out there and then i my only nitpick is that the ahsoka gives them yet another place to go and I feel like if I they, wanted her to go with them, I did too. Uh, I just, I feel like if they keep doing that, every episode gives them a new location. It's just, it's a, it's intense. Like it's a, the, the continuing side quest is a really annoying trope. So I just hope they don't push it and that we get back to, uh, some of the things that we've already seen, you know, Timothy Elephant's character or um, uh, Bo-Katan, like just bring back some of the stuff. Not, not, not every episode has to be a new location, a new quest. Yeah, it, this this show does feel a little video gamey from that standpoint you know it's just one location after another but i'm hoping that the payoff is good enough (laughs) yeah so far it has been but yeah it could get a little long in the tooth if it keeps going that way Mm -hmm. all right well then i think that is a good place for us to stop if you want a more in-depth conversation on 
the Mandalorian, especially chapter 13, the Jedi, check out this week's episode of the Echo Station podcast, the resident Star Wars podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. Our hosts dive deep into the show every other week. So check that out. We, of course, are screen heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. You can find us at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter or heroespodcast.com. We also have a Facebook group where we live stream the show every Tuesday night. We post news and polls, and we've got a big DC casting tournament going on right now where that you can vote in and, and share your thoughts. Don't so forget we, memes. We share memes, memes, too. Lots of memes, yes. All the memes. <laughs> so please uh, check out the Screen Heroes podcast forum out on Facebook. You can join us there. There's links in our bios, wherever you can find that. Show's available everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it. We got it. Drop us a review. If you review us, we'll review, we'll read your review on the show and review your <laughs> review on the show is what I was going to say. Uh, but we can do that too. So thank you yeah, for listening. If you review us, we'll review you. There you go. Thank you very much for listening, especially for anybody who's hung around for five years. Special thanks to you. You can find me at the Star Trek dude on Twitter. Ray, where can people find you? I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Siren Ray. Ryan, where can people find you? If you have to, uh, it's at Buster Props on most of the social medias. Perfect. We are Screen Heroes. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Have a good one. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.